Welcome to the WIDA Connect podcast series, where we will explore all the hot topics affecting the equipment dealer industry. From industry news, government affairs, and manufacturer relations, to business best practices, technology, and marketing for equipment dealers, brought to you by the Western Equipment Dealers Association, here to advocate, elevate, and educate. And now, let's connect. I'm John Schmeiser, CEO for the Western Equipment Dealers Association. Welcome to this edition of Legislative Landscape. On November 30th, the Honorable Christia Freeland, Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Finance, delivered the federal government's fall economic statement. In lieu of a federal budget, the statement was provided to address the ongoing effects and the government response to the COVID-19 pandemic. The economic statement also summarized the federal support measures previously introduced and delivered several new income and sales tax measures. The document reveals $13.4 billion in new spending to add to the 68 existing support programs. The total estimated spending on direct support measures with respect to the COVID-19 economic response plan has now reached $269.8 billion. The country's projected deficit is now $382 billion for 2020-21, and this will take Canada's total debt to over $1 trillion. Most notably for our equipment dealer members, the government has announced a number of emergency business supports. Starting with the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy Extension, the government proposes to increase the maximum wage subsidy back to 75%, from the current 65% for the 11th to 13th qualifying periods, which run from December 20th to March 13th, 2021. The maximum base subsidy would remain at 40%, and the maximum top-up wage subsidy rate would increase to 35%. The wage subsidy for furloughed employees is aligned with the benefits provided through employment insurance through December 19th, 2020 to ensure equitable treatment of such employees between both the EI and wage subsidy programs, the government proposes the weekly wage subsidy for a furloughed employee be extended from December 20, 2020 to March 13, 2021. For the purposes of the wage subsidy and the rent subsidy, an employer's decline in revenues is generally determined by comparing the change in the employer's monthly revenues year over year. An employer may also elect to use an alternative approach, which compares the change in the employer's monthly revenues relative to the average of its January 2020 and February 2020 revenues. A deeming rule provides that a decline in revenues for any particular qualifying period is the greater of its decline in revenues for the particular qualifying period and the immediately preceding qualifying period. These rules continue to apply in determining an eligible employer's decline in revenues from December 20, 2020 to March 13, 2021. All the other parameters of the program would remain unchanged. Details for periods between March 14th and June 30th, 2021 will be proposed at a later date. Like the wage subsidy, qualifying organizations that have experienced a decline in revenues are eligible for a rent subsidy on qualifying expenses. The government proposes to extend the current rate structure for the base rent subsidy from December 19th until March 13th, 2021. 
To address cash flow concerns that tenants must pay to qualify for the subsidy, the government confirmed its intention to proceed with a proposed change to the rent subsidy that would allow amounts to be considered paid when they become due, provided certain conditions are met. Details for the rent subsidy for periods beyond March 13, 2021 are forthcoming. Further support is available for applicants who qualify for the base rent subsidy in locations that must cease operations or significantly limit their activities under a public health order issued by either the laws of Canada, a province, or a territory. The government proposes to extend the current 25% rate for lockdown support until March 13, 2021. Details for the lockdown support for periods beyond March 13 are forthcoming. The government confirmed employee stock options will be subject to greater restrictions, as first announced in Budget 2019. These limitations do not apply to options granted by a Canadian-controlled private corporation, or CCPC. In recognition that some start-up and early-stage companies are not CCPCs, those with gross revenues up to $500 million will also be excluded. The proposed changes allow the benefit to continue on the first $200,000 of fair market value of annual employee stock option grants. The new rules will apply to stock options granted on or after July 1, 2021. In recognition of many employees who have been forced to work from home, the compliance burden on employers and the uncertainty for first-time claims has been clarified. Employees who work from home will be allowed to deduct up to $400 without the need to track detailed expenses or obtaining a form from their employer. Further details will be provided by the Canada Revenue Agency in the weeks ahead. The government is also proposing a number of sales tax measures that addresses e-commerce, digital supplies, third-party distribution and fulfillment warehouses. We anticipate that most of these new tax measures will not impact our members, but we will continue to monitor these as we go forward. One issue that has been important to WIDA members and our customers is rural broadband. The economic statement mentions the need to expand rural broadband, but is short on specifics or dollar amounts committed. We hope that the federal government will move quickly in this area, as it will help us offset some of the efforts of the Right to Repair movement. Other issues addressed in the economic statement include home energy retrofits, zero-emission vehicle infrastructure, and youth training funds. The government is also setting aside $100 billion in targeted stimulus to jumpstart the recovery. The government has pointed to data that suggests interest rates are rising more slowly than the economy is growing, so they believe that they can keep expanding programs without having to pay for them. But eventually Canadians will have to pay for these measures, and the only way to do that would be for our economy to strengthen, both in the short and long term. WIDA will continue its advocacy efforts to ensure our dealers' interests are heard. Should you have any questions on this topic or any other government affairs issue, please do not hesitate to contact us. This has been WIDA Connect. If you have a question, would like to suggest future topics, or just tell us what you think about the show, we'd love to hear from you. Visit us at westerneda.com and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to We to Connect on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Until next time.